Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where we explore what it means to be a well-rounded, happy, goal-crushing athlete. Every week, myself, sports journalist Molly Herford, and cycling coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford interview experts and chat through all of your training questions. We're excited to have you along for the ride. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. Peter, how's it going? It's going well. Yeah, it's uh, Monday here right now. It's not Monday when you're listening to this, but uh, it's sore. You know, the, coming off the weekends, it's those cranky Mondays. Anytime we do this, I just am instantly transported back like eight years to when we first started the podcast and then we were on Ryan Leach's podcast that he had back then. And he talked for about five minutes about time and the construct of when we're recording versus when it's being listened to. Yeah, so, timeless. Timeless, timeless. How yeah. about you? What have you been doing? So many things. So many things. It's been a very, very busy week, but luckily have managed to get in all of my training. It might not have been absolutely perfect, but we've we've squeaked in every mile that needed to get squeaked in. So that's good. Um, yeah, and I got to do a really cool fast and female role mo- a real life role model talk with the girl guides of Ontario and Nunavut this weekend. Uh, so that was actually super fun. Uh, for me, it's always cool to get to talk to a group coming at it like as an athlete, but as someone who was super not athletic as a kid and then talking to a group that might also have a lot of girls that are in that boat. And this weekend was particularly cool because everyone else on the call was these like lifelong athletes that were talking about, you know, when they were in preschool and going to different athletic classes and being on different teams from like kindergarten up. And then I'm on there like, ah, and I couldn't run a mile till I was 19. So I think it, it, hopefully gave some some young women who were on the call as girl guides a little bit of perspective that uh it's, it's not too late if they're not already in sure. you know yeah it's a great collaboration yeah so that was that was super cool plus it reminded me to order some girl guide cookies i'm informed that they're different up here compared to the u.s so okay i said i'm just gonna have to get a box of all of them so if anyone is listening to this and has a girl guide who is selling cookies near collingwood ontario uh, hit us up in the uh, on the Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, I don't know. We have a couple new posts up. Uh, one about setting strength training goals. What else did we have this week go on the Consummate Athlete website? Uh, we have one all about uh, eating healthy when you are at a hotel for for race day or for a training camp or something like that. Now, not a training camp where they're serving you food every meal, but like you've gone somewhere to train and are just living mm-hmm. out of a hotel room. This was a pos- uh, popular search that we had uh, was sort of this like eating well in a hotel so so we took it and ran with it it's one of actually a, a topic we really like and we have written and ta- spoke about it a few different times but this is one where you were able to go deep on the different le- levels of uh you know mastery i guess that you might have in eating in a hotel yeah no i was actually i'm really like chuffed on this article so definitely check it out over at consummateathlete.com but yeah we kind of had we broke it into like beginner intermediate and advanced advanced being like you are in hotels all the time yeah you bring your own instant pot yeah exactly uh so that was yeah i i love writing about stuff like that because that is real life for a lot of us i have i have a couple trips coming up that are going to be in hotel rooms and you know last year i was actually at a training camp in a like motel six hotel room that's right so a lot of these actually were very much applicable uh so yeah that's that's over on the site and it's worth pointing out that one of my big hotel room hacks these days is that i always travel with the travel packs of athletic greens ag1 and it is very very nice to have on those travel days or when you're in a hotel and 
you know, let's be honest, especially if you're, whether you're racing or training, you're probably not eating a ton by way of, you know, healthy greens, getting in tons of those micronutrients that you need. Uh, you're probably indulging a little bit more, whether, you know, you're training, you just need a lot of carbs or there just aren't a lot of like super healthy yeah. options. We've definitely done it where it's, you know, oatmeal, you know, instant oats and, you know, maybe some pre-made eggs or something. And then some of this athletic greens and it works uh, nicely there, at least to, to get through that day. Exactly. Yeah. And so AG1 is not just greens for the record. It's packed with all the vitamins, minerals, probiotics, prebiotics, adaptogens, and of course, greens. So it's basically like taking a ultra super multivitamin all in one. And I honestly think it tastes really, really good. And it's a good way to make sure that you are slamming a lot of water in the morning, which is also really hard to do in a hotel room because I'm yeah. definitely like on the hotel coffee bandwagon. I know that might be an unpopular opinion, but uh, if there's coffee, I'm, I'm drinking it probably you don't think people will agree with drinking coffee not hotel coffee oh okay wow. like the the terrible pods that are now coming in hotel rooms oh yeah that look like tea bags but then you put them in like uh, the little yeah. individual single side they're so bad now you're seeing more of the the like other ones right the the pre-made pods but in any case it's it's not generally overly good yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> not the best uh and i do actually have some some coffee things i think i believe that's intermediate in the hotel tips definitely again look that up we have kind of all the tools that make it easier to pack everything even in a carry-on sure. sure and we're assuming you know you're there for some sort of athletic pursuit just finish off this uh ag1 uh ad as well here is that you know it is nsf so we do have that rating uh as well to make sure that what's in there is what they say is in there yes and certified for sport not just nsf so right. all good stuff none of the bad so to make it easy, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially now that we are, you know, in in this like spring, it seems like everyone and their mother is getting sick right now. So let's let's get the immune system boosted. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is gonna give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D in these lovely little drops, plus five free travel packs. So boom, there you go. Your your trip is covered with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash Molly H. Again, athleticgreens.com backslash Molly H because consummate was too hard to spell. And you can take ownership over your life, health, life, and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Super. So today's episode is around, you know, we're coming, we're through this Q1, which, you know, is something I've never really set my clock to too much, but it is sort of spring and, and Q1 means, you know, we're through a quarter of the year. I love a Q1. I actually like literally wrote down uh, for notes for this episode, I'm like, sexy, sexy Q1. Q1 is like the best time of year because it's when all of the goals are new and fresh and sexy. And like, let's be honest, base training is easy. Like, I mean, it's not easy, but if you're like me and you really hate for, intervals. For some people, I think I get what you mean. A lot of people, especially if you're an endurance athlete, it is an easier phase of the year. There's a lot of, you know, maybe you're doing tests, but there's no actual tests because there's no races, right? And there's no other people watching you a lot of times. So it is, I, I get what you mean. A lot of people would, would really enjoy their base phase, right? Which is, is good to remember and, and think about as well, I think. And it's the daydreamy time of year, right? Like you're still, your goals are still far enough away that they, they feel completely like, like doable almost yeah. because you're not even They're really a vision board. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah, sexy sexy you got the flare magazine and cut out stuff i didn't ever do that <laughs> i feel like we're gonna is need flare to dig a Canadian up magazine yeah it is. okay well i Canadian apologize women's magazine what is that like is it like cosmo what's yeah flare? yeah yeah i don't know if flares like cosmo 
I mean, yeah, it's pretty close. Okay. A little less sexy. That's only like sexy Q1. Cosmo is like sexy, oh. sexy Q1. Okay, yeah, or we're like finishing off or something. I don't know how. Which oh, dir- boy. Which direction this goes. Uh, down only, yeah. You've gone You've <laughs> gone in the wrong direction either way. So anyway. Q1. So I, I thought it was worth, you know, today, we're, what are we going to talk about? And, and a lot of the questions we have in the hopper that clients have done that we've come in through, you can ask questions on Instagram, on the comments, on the, the DMs. Uh, you can also use a contact form at consummateathlete.com to ask questions for these Q&As. And we're happy to do very niche. We've been in a very niche, you know, very specific TSS and power data phase. So I thought this one, maybe if we broke out of that and went a bit more towards the vision board goal setting, you know, big picture, general picture, uh, I thought that might be of use today as we come towards spring. And, and again, the race is starting and, and I guess Q1, if that's how you set up your year. Yeah, exactly. And I think, honestly, the Qs are pretty good for cyclists and for endurance athletes in general, because Q1 really is just base phase for pretty much all of us, like very little racing happening until April here and very few people taking racing seriously when it is happening ahead of that. Mm-hmm. So now we are in, I'm going to say Q2 and Q3 sort of blend together because usually our seasons... They can, but I think if you look at Q2 is going to be at the end of the, the school year, you know, coming into the summer, like July, right? Like that's when it is, end of June, right? Well, no, Q2 starts like yesterday. Q2 Sorry. is April, okay, May, so June. The, the end of, you know what I mean? The Q2 is over, so halfway of the year, end oh, of June. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, Q3 right. is July, August, September. Right, yeah. And so then you're getting into, I, I do think, I, all I was saying is it fits with the cycling seasons a little bit, uh, and then also just the phases of life where a lot of us are set to that school year because of kids or jobs. Uh, sure, sure. Uh you know, and just the, the weather gets nicer and also races, you know, seasons tend to change like that too. Uh, and then as we get into the fall, obviously you get more, you know, either you're stopping racing or you're changing to gravel or sorry, to cyclocross or to maybe marathon or something like that. Yeah. But generally speaking, Q2 and Q3 are where the bulk of your races are going to be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So April through September. So as we head into Q2, what are we What are we thinking about? What are we, let's start, I guess, by looking back at our Q1. Yeah, important to do that, I think. I think, you know, sometimes the looking back can be done too much. Like, I think we really want to focus on where are you now, and there's a programming concept and i can't recall the, the the what it is i don't code so it doesn't really matter but who are you now today where are you and what do you want to do so we're th- very much looking where are you in the present and then where are you trying to move and it doesn't really matter if you think about like a chess board your chess piece has moved a bunch but you really only care about where it is currently uh, again i don't play chess so i don't know a lot about this but you you can't really move like it doesn't matter how you got there that's where the piece is and you only care about where the rest of the pieces are so i think if we use that as an analogy for sport training you sort of know where you are today it doesn't really matter too much how you got here like if you're sick or you haven't you know you, you have no fitness because you haven't trained uh you know you have uh, using our tss learnings from the last few weeks you know you're at 100 tss so you have built a, a tremendous base a pretty solid base you've been very consistent you sort of know that based on where you are where your piece is and then you can say i'm going to this this race or to this date so uh, as a preamble, I guess to looking back, you know, the big thing is we're trying to decide where we are today, not to beat ourselves up about how good or bad or otherwise our training's been. Yeah, for sure. But looking back does sort of inform how we're going to proceed moving forward because, you hmm. know, especially when you can look back at 
three full months of training, you can really see what are the patterns, what are the inconsistencies, where were any potential issues, or I mean, what did you kick ass at like, on the flip side? Right, right, and it might help you make decisions. So we thought, you know, the you know you probably set goals around the new year or maybe in the fall if you if you were really on top of things. You did a great job. You did a seasonal like reflection and started training before the new year, which I think is a great way to do it. Uh, you know, time goes by. So really the looking back is how are you doing on those, we call them the two weeks, the, maybe the two months goals. Uh, maybe there's some seasonal goals that have you knocked some off? You know, I got my 10 pull-ups goal. Uh, you know, I'm still working on my overhead press goal. Speaking of our strength article. Uh, so we worked away at that. You know, I had some targets as far as power and, you know, maybe some hill intervals I wanted to do or, or sorry, like a hill, a time on a certain hill. Maybe you got those. Maybe there's certain hours, weeks you wanted to do away at a camp. Uh, what else would people be setting goals around? Oh, geez. Now you're putting me on the spot. You just like listed everything. <laughs> well, so this is what I'm saying is, you know, did you get those? You know, I, I was saying I had a goal that I wanted to run three times a week and I actually haven't been super successful. You know, I'm probably getting two on average. Uh, but there was a couple weeks there where I really had to focus on getting my bike hours in. We were away and the weather was such that it was time to put in more hours than I you know, probably wanted to, but knew I needed to, uh, to for my goals for the season for biking. But it meant sort of that other goal for running went on the back. And, and I sort of had to reflect here at Q1, you know, is the running thing, do I want to keep that in there? Does the three, you know, per week, should I keep that in my weekly goals where I'm like not crossing it off and not getting it? Should I throw it away? Should it be a two? Should I, you know, and I decided, no, I'm going to keep it at a three because I do want to be proficient at running and I want to keep it in and I'm going to have to plan that better into my schedule. And as we get into the season now too, it's going to be harder because I'm going to want to ride, you know, the weather's going to be good for riding finally. Uh, and this would be similar to a lot of folks with the strength training, strength training is popular until the weather's good and you want to go out and run or bike. It's harder to keep strength. Training. So you need to reflect, you know, how have I done on strength training? Have I been enjoying it? Have I made progress? And then try and use that to motivate these next goals into Q2 and the rest of the season. I like that. I like that. What else as far as looking back? What do you think? Well, I think for, for me, I was actually trying to think about this because I was like, well, I've really done most of the training stuff I'm supposed to do, like barring yeah, you you follow know, your plan. the week that we were sick and I like couldn't train. I've pretty much followed my plan to the letter. I would say, though, if I look at it critically, I think for me, the one thing I haven't been doing like as well is really like doing the intervals the way that they're supposed to be done on my like hard days and even even on my like add you know six by 20 seconds during an easy run like i tend to be very cavalier about not getting like just kind of skipping over those or like doing a couple little pickups but they're not really like all in and then definitely my my intervals like i work on them like don't get me wrong we're we're putting in the effort but considering i do have a marathon or a trail marathon but nonetheless a marathon which is short i guess compared to like most of what I do, I do actually really need to be focused on those hard efforts. Mm -hmm. um, but they're for me, the most mentally taxing, like put me out, you know, I had a 20 mile run on Saturday, like put me out for that. Happy as a clam, no problem. Like just, just getting the miles done, listening to podcasts, but tell me I have to like go hard and focus. Things kind of fall apart. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so that's you know very common that the intervals or the tests or whatever don't get done. Um, or, or, or and to be fair, I do them. <laughs> right, I just you don't... go through the motions. Yeah, exactly. And so sometimes the environment's worth looking at for that. Um, you know, one of the big questions this time of year is around climbing. You know, I want to get better at climbing. Like, why are we not working on climbing? And it's like, well, what do you think the intervals are twice a week? Like, you know, and sometimes it's that the coach assumes that you would go to a, a hill for the interval. Uh, or that you're doing them in your case it might be like the assumption might be that you're doing them up a mountain right and you don't necessarily have a mountain uh so this sometimes is a discussion about like wh what is expected of these intervals but that's certainly you know even on the athlete side of things you could certainly if you think that you you know for you to be confident for the race that's coming up or the thing you want to be good at you know what is in your training plan that you could adapt the environment you know if you're doing everything on pavement and you're trying to get ready for a trail run you're not feeling confident about running on trails then start doing more in that environment uh, which again this q2 the weather tends to get better and some of that stuff just wasn't available uh, so you can start adding that and some of this is just seasonality right like it just be patient and <laughs> the, the, the environment takes care of it for you but i do see that a lot where it's like oh well, like w why aren't we working on and it's like well i would have thought all your intervals would have been on a climb why how are you doing them right like and sometimes i think of it like that not that you can't do intervals on flat but that's sort of me it's like obvious and sometimes it isn't obvious right which is a mistake i make sometimes for sure as a coach well and sometimes the stuff that you should be doing like actually like giving her in inter intervals or using a hill like that takes a little bit more not just the mental energy that i was talking about but it also is like logistical like for me yeah, if i wanted to, to do yeah i'd have to either drive or bike you know even the annoying thing is i'd have to drive or bike like literally like under two miles which is just to like make it reasonable infuriating yeah. but yeah to make the run the actual distance it should be i need to either drive or bike a little bit closer to the, where the hill is mm -hmm. which is true i mean a lot of my clients I, I think in a lot of cities you can actually solve a lot of this stuff like most like i have it's it's interesting i have enough clients that a lot of times i can be like well i just looked at a file of a person who just did this you know very similar workout and they're in the same city right like it's people solve stuff a lot of times but to again for the environment it often that's what it means is you gotta drive 45, say, 45 minutes to a, a hill right? well and even even when i am saying like two miles that's going to be an extra you know 30 minutes on my workout from like start to finish to like get to the better location and you know i've been fairly time crunched lately with a couple really big projects i've been working on that have sort of taken up i'd say like my mental bandwidth and like part a lot of my like get up and go for any endeavor like mm -hmm. athletic pursuits included so that's been that's been tricky but yeah i mean if we're gonna drive out to colorado so i can race a trail marathon like i damn well better be doing the work to be ready for it right right yeah and controlling what you control so trying to get there and again some of this is seasonality so this is like looking at your past this past bl these blocks what are the gaps right i think that's you know if you were looking for questions to do reflections on what are the gaps in your program and some of these aren't your fault probably most of them aren't your fault you know you might have been re legitimately busy at work and doing lots of amazing things and sometimes we just have to be okay that like not everything in life is you know we're not elite at everything in life at, uh, you know at the same time you can do it all you're not elite at life and everything yeah, well you, you can't be right so this is you know balance in life is some things are just in maintenance mode some things are you know in, in, in falling apart mode and then we can focus on those you know in these different phases of life and the year and the seasons so if you look at the gaps it might be you know if i just look at you know someone's strength training they 
they come to me, they say, well, how's the strength training thing? You look at the gaps in the program. A lot of people won't be doing, say, like a pull or a row. And there's nothing for the back of their body. They're only doing chest press to get like the big, you know, pecs and the bicep curls and then the squats. The guy with the biggest pecs. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, my calves and my hamstrings and my glutes and all this stuff, like they're really sore. And I, you know, you know, I, and it's like, well, okay, well, you're not doing anything for the back of your body. So this is a gap in the program. For a cyclist, maybe there's no intensity or there's too much intensity or there's, you know, everything's in the middle ground or it's all on flat road, right? Or it's all on the indoor trainer. These are gaps, right? Like if you're, if it's all on the indoor trainer, I, I always go after this, but that's a gap, right? We know it's a gap. You didn't, you know, there's lots of elements that you need to add in. And again, the seasons will, will help with that. Mm -hmm. So I think thinking about those gaps then are going to help you set up for your, your Q2 planning and what you're going to do. Okay. Practical note here. What's your, what's your thought on like, how do you actually, you know, you're glancing at your calendar. I'm having these revelations right now. Should I be writing them down? Like what's the, you know, I, I think it's just one of those, you can think about this in your brain as you're listening to this episode, but I think it's probably worth spending even just 10 minutes jotting down these notes, well, either sending them to your coach or looking at how they apply to your yeah, training I mean, plan. Yeah, I mean, probably writing stuff down is good, right? Like this could be a whiteboard session. This could be, you know, even just a reflection in your training peaks or something, but yeah, probably making a note, right? And just going through, you know, how did I do? Probably for most of us, it would be good to find some things that you did well on or that you were happy with or that you enjoyed. Try and find a big bunch of positives in there uh try and find again some gaps in the program that are not because you're a bad person but just because you know the environment usually right was such that you couldn't do some of these things and those are going to be ideas uh, that you might pick one or two from to try and sprinkle more into your training environment in the next block uh what else do we put on that piece of paper i, I would say uh what else I'm trying to think of other things. Like, I, I, again, I don't think you need to dwell on the, like, I was sick for two weeks and then I was sick and then I, you know, got hurt. Like, I, I think that's, you know, the gap could be that, like, there's something around your ankle or your knee that needs to get strengthened uh, or you need to go to physio or something like that. Those could be ideas, but I don't think you need to beat yourself up about, again, we're thinking about who are you today. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, some paper reflection to, so that you don't lose some of these, these ideas. And I always find looking back, like, uh, the same stuff throughout my whole career was, like, always, like, you suck technically. <laughs> you crashed and it's like why didn't i spend more time on technical stuff like fuck like just geez like <laughs> right like i have notes like every year like every year i went to tromblon or something like that right it's like okay well why didn't you like fix any of these tactical problems at this race right like try and do something different man <laughs> there is that yeah so i think make sure make sure the reflection goes somewhere that you actually like action it uh and that's i think what we're going to talk about now is okay looking ahead at Q2, what's, what do you actually like, how do you, you know, get to the race day then? Well, one of the big motivating reasons for this, this episode here is, you know, a lot of times we'll come into the spring and there'll be a lot of unknowns. And so there's a lot of anxiety, you know, not to overuse that, but, you know, people are nervous, they feel unprepared, maybe there's some confidence. And that could be because of the Q1 not going well, but it could also be like all these unknown, like, and I've been saying, will they, won't they a lot lately, where it's, you know, you haven't signed up for the race. You don't know what the challenge is you're preparing for. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, we were talking, you know, as, you know, as adults, we don't, we're not signing up for the world championships or world cups, probably, right? It isn't really like a set schedule. So you have this big buffet of events that you could do. And so what we're saying is you got to commit to the one or two that you're going to focus on and train for. And then for sure, like I know stuff is going to be touch and go, you know, if the kids make it to the final rounds in the tournament, you can go to the race. And if you, you know, I get it. There's some like, you know, some, some stuff,
stuff is going to be a little like week or month of you don't want to make a decision and lose money you know in july because you decided to sign up for every race on the calendar right now yeah definitely not every race so definitely don't sign up for every single race but the couple that you are going to do i'm going to say even if you don't do them to me actually like the sign up is money well spent even if you don't start it because of some life thing that happens because it will have focused you for the like four months or five months prior right it's going to put you in a better place as an athlete than you would have been if you hadn't signed up for the race right like if you just kind of kept going with this wishy-washy like maybe i'll race mentality so i think even it, if you're nervous about not uh not and, and there's it. always the option of doing less uh, you know, I, I sometimes I, I don't like using myself as an example all the time. I use it here just for privacy, you know, sometimes. But, uh, you know, people will say, oh, how, what races are you doing? And I think I list, I don't know, there's like three or four, I think, that I have on the schedule. And, and it's like, yeah, there's just it's busy. <laughs> there's only so much so many weekends. And, and I'm no doubt I'll hop into a few more, probably some weekly races. We have a couple of club events that, you know, this year, because I'm involved in our local club, it's a little less like you know, racy events, but like those are weekends. So I think it's, you know, two, one, pick one, right? And it doesn't even have to be that big of a race. You know, I've, I've spoke on the podcast and a few people liked because I cried uh, talking about our local Mansfield first O cup. It, it's nothing like, it's just like a little provincial race and I'm like super psyched for it, but it's, I can ride from our house and back and race probably, right? Like it, it's really not a big race. So I think if, if life's so hectic that you can't commit to, you know, one weekend in July that you're going to show up and, and prepare for over the next three to four five months uh just make it local make it easy and prepare for that one like just show up at your local weekly race and just blow the doors off of people uh, i think that's a great a great goal and then let the other stuff just sprinkle in if it needs to yeah just having that like one one thing and also side note it does not have to be a race this could also be like an adventure that sure, bike you know bike packing or we like we love hiking there's a couple like really good loops we like and part of that is registering for the campsite yeah. right so there is like a, there's still a registration component whether it's making the hotel reservation for like you know a more casual like bike touring light bike packing or making the route or inviting a friend or whatever just like find some reason that it goes on the calendar and it's like pretty stable there and there's a concept here you know the there's the oh i'm gonna lose the race registration because i can't go um for whatever reason but there's also the you know there's the cost of the pre-registration like you get an early bird discount which maybe you're okay with that like there's a cost and a, a benefit there uh you know risk analysis but there's also you know as it gets closer and closer like at some point you've made the decision by not making the decision but we're still this is the will they won't they you're sitting there it's in the back of your head you know maybe you're looking at the website to see if you can still register and then you're like leaving it and coming back and opening up and logging in and there's just so much like the the bandwidth and then also just the actual time if not money in in pre-registration and late registration and rush you know of of licenses or whatever else right there's a lot of stuff that starts happening so it is well, that and travel and hotel and everything is way more expensive as someone who like three days ago was like maybe i should go to perry roubaix and started looking up tickets yeah, yeah. can i qualify for that event <laughs> 
qualifications yeah. page. Yeah, yeah. So we call this, you know, Dan John is a thing as, uh, you know, when doing it in his intake form. I've never used it. I like to copy a lot of Dan John things, but I haven't used this one. But just, are you okay if it's seamless, right? I think is, is the the idea. And so it, it seems like a question that like everyone would say yes to, but by saying that it's seamless, like from beginning to end, it, it's saying, you know, this year I'm going to do in July, you're going to qualify for, or June, you're going to qualify for the Leadville 100 that's in, you know, next year or the year after, and you're going to focus on just that one. You know, you're not going to try and cram a bunch of other stuff and it's seamless, you know, and this is where if we try and cram too much in, it's where there's, you know, the disruptions are just bigger disruptions because it's so tight. There's no room. I, I actually use the phrase of leaving slack more often, uh, where it's slack and, and sl seamless and <laughs> all these S words, uh, but leaving slack that, so then you can deal with, disruptions uh you know and, and you can make it still work uh and this is i think making it work and, and fitting it all in is trying not to fit so much in off the right off the the get-go to be clear i'd be covering Perry not racing <laughs> should anyone be listening to this and be thinking like does she not know that you can't qualify for this so new new listeners just for the record right yeah, no, there's like, yeah, you can show up and just uh, get in. You have a Okay, so I've said this before. I legitimately believed until I was 20 that the only bike race was the Tour de France and that like anyone could race it. So that's that's where I came to cycling. It would be, I mean, they probably could let people just start the first stage and just let it be chaos, I guess. And then just I would love that. have a cutoff and just everyone wouldn't make it. And I guess that would be the end. Uh, but maybe some would make it, you know? It's true. Yeah. Maybe they would. So there we go. So we're coming into Q2. We're saying, where are we? And yeah, so we've been speaking more around this concept we call a race if you're going to race, right? So signing up and the registration, which seems like it's not a lot, but it is when we're talking about performing at an event. Again, if, if you just want to have fun and, and, you know, exercise and stuff like, I'm not saying that in a derogatory way, but if, if you do want to push your limits and, and do well, you know, at biking or at these sports, part so your limits could be getting to the finish line, just to make it clear that we're yes, not talking about course. winning the race. Yeah, yeah. Your winning is, is not all, you know, for most of us, it's not winning, right? Like, I don't don't know i haven't won something in a while um so it's really you know doing your best you know which we can call winning you know succeeding competing right I, i've seen that a few times here where it's that you know you can't help someone win but you can help them compete you know at whatever you know they're trying to compete at uh, and so a big part of that isn't just the training, the, you know, physical preparation. It's also the like planning piece, which is where we get really jazzed. Our book, Becoming a Consummate Athlete, has a lot around this preparation, the gear organization. And so registering is, you know, there's that mental piece we've been talking about where you're not wondering what you're getting ready for. You're getting ready for that thing. Like, that's the thing. It, it involves a bunch of climbing on a gravel road. Go climb on a gravel road for the next three months. You know, this is the training. It sort of solved the problem for you. So that's our, our race if you're going to race is is a, the registration is always a sticking point for folks but they, really everything else snowballs out of that if if you do, if you do do that. So race if you're going to race. Um, we've spoke about the gaps in your Q1 uh, and you probably have information from previous seasons but the gaps, right? I, I'm just I know some of the things like I'm always working on sprinting and my starts because uh, they're generally a limiter, right? That was what I should have been doing for those Tromblon races I was mumbling about earlier. Uh, so, so doing that, who are you and what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What is the race? You know, what did you register for? And so we're getting now into the specific preparation phase rather than the general, but I had a, depending on your gaps, that may not be true. Oh, oh, okay. Discuss. 
So the other thing is with this rushing into the season, and I see this with a subset of clients, they haven't really registered, but they know there's a lot of spring races. This year seems like even more overrun with races. Um, you know, there's a lot of, with gravel being popular, I think it's just really made this early season. There used to be like two options and there just weren't many, but now that, you know, the gravel stuff wants to get going, right? And there's more people want to, you know, for, which is great. There's options. But for a lot of us, you know, this has been a tough year with illness, you know, coming back, you know, post pandemic, there's been a lot of different factors. Uh, you know, a lot of our clients are, you know, new parents, you know, there's this if things we have another subset of clients are, are into retirement and in planning for retirement. So there's lots of things, you know, trips are happening. You know, there's all these things that happen. So for a lot of us, you know, the spring didn't used to be that hectic of a race season. And a lot of us would actually train, you know, April, May, maybe even June in Canada before there was anything major. Maybe, you know, May used to be hectic towards the end, but certainly like your March and April and early May, you'd be able to get the, your legs under you, so to speak, right? Your, your sea legs. Is it sea legs? Yeah, not. I mean, if you're a boat. Trying to think of a good bike term for that, but I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, your climbing legs, right? Your, there you your, go. your mountain biking legs. Just versus, you know, your first ride outside is this gravel or mountain bike race, which sometimes happens in the spring. So the other option is, you know, to continue your base. If, if who you are right now, if we look at your your data, your TSS, your hours, your you know, when was the last time you rode your bike, and it seems like you're not super prepared or as prepared as you would like and you haven't registered for races in the spring i would say my suggestion would be to just not race or enter for fun and just experience and you know just that's that's some people like that there's a social element i get it and sometimes you need the kick in the butt too and i, I get that uh but just treat this q2 even as preparation you know get the your, your legs underneath you get the volume underneath you get you the consistency underneath you get the climbing underneath you and then we're thinking june july you know getting into q3 thinking about racing and, and the bigger goals for then right and then you're giving yourself three four you know the months to get ready for something right maybe two two months of base two months of specific prep you know roughly right I will say though, if you're a very type A person, the registering just for fun, if you're like a pretty competitive, like normally are a competitive racer who has race goals, mm -hmm. the registering for fun is just gonna probably bite you in the ass. It's sort of counter to race if you're gonna race. Because but. you're gonna race and you're gonna be either like go way overboard and potentially hurt yourself because you are incapable of just kind of bopping along and having fun with it, or you're gonna bop along and have fun with it, but be miserable because you're bopping along and having fun with it and beat yourself up because you weren't in race shape and like you didn't feel good and like this sure. didn't go out. So just be like really cognizant of the kind of person you are. Like, can you do that and actually have fun, ride with people? like can it be cool i am not that kind of person there is a reason i don't do weekly races there's a reason i don't do local races right. there's a reason i don't race with friends i'm a jerk <laughs> i know this and i you know keep tremendous, my season. tremendous competitor yeah tremendous competitor <laughs> so yeah i mean i think that's again who are you um i don't know i think sometimes that can be this is almost an aside i think sometimes that can be an okay experiment for a, a type a person especially if you know they have to go in and just set different goals for themselves for the day that can be a good mental training experience for uh the very type a um, just don't let it ruin your season no and i think that's we're setting yeah you, you wouldn't want to go into it expecting like this is where the ex expectations are are important but yeah i i probably wouldn't do that either like i don't find it that motivating to like oh it's going to kick me in the butt or something uh to get going but i i wouldn't say that like I, i'm okay racing 
with different levels of form, like sometimes I'm not in my best form and I can still race and I'll put in a good effort. And, you know, I, I still feel like I get my win or I'm competitive if, if I do a good job, if I do a poor job and I give up, you know, mentally or don't prepare or my bike isn't ready, then I, I'm grumpy with myself. I was going to say, then you're a giant grumpus when I try to go to dinner afterwards. <laughs> you don't deserve dinner then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve dinner. Yeah. You might not, but like Molly still wants yeah, her dinner. No. Yeah, and you always deserve dinner. I shouldn't have said that. Um, he just meant you don't deserve dinner like out at a nice restaurant. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. You get to, <laughs> to be clear. Yeah, let's, let's just be honest here. Uh, so yeah, so that's we're getting to specific prep or general prep. So this is where the pieces of how the season's gone would help us plan the training. And this is sometimes that feels like oh what? no, I you know I want to start doing the intervals. It's like well you don't have to right. This is the like thing is probably the best training for you given who you are right you know where your where your chess piece is in, on the board probably volume would be the best next step um you know again depending on where you're trying to steer the ship if you told me the, the the you know the race is in a week or two weeks then we'd probably just prepare super specifically for those two weeks um but if, if you haven't been training then i would say let's try and make it seamless as dan john would say give yourself some space give yourself some slack move things out a little bit let yourself get ready and get your legs under you have some fun right but i think the the volume often is like that's the first piece you know and that's why we ideally would have some time going into it and so again if you've already signed up for the spring race you could then, then go and do your best and collect more information you know it is good testing but think about that as part of your 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 preparation you know uh, still and then push that goal out a little further Okay, now what if we are a specific prep? Yeah, so that's where we take those pieces, right? So I'll hear, oh, you know, when are we going to start working on climbing? Or like, I feel like my technical skills aren't good, or I don't know how to fuel for a long race, or, uh, you know, I need more volume, or I need more intensity, or I haven't ridden with people in three years, <laughs> in some cases, right? So these are our little gaps in our program that then we can build into our program. So you go around your weekly program and you say, okay, I want to climb more. Okay, cool. So then, you know, where's the what's the local climb look like how big is it you know can you get there what days can you get there and then you build your your set around that um and it, again it would depend a little bit what type of you know intervals you're doing but probably whatever you do will work for a while uh so yes yeah, so you would just do that right and i think for me it's much more about the richness of the the like what are you climbing on and i think if you're in specific period like you're getting ready for a mountain bike race then i would like to see that often uh on you know on dirt right i think you have to be careful with that the intervals if it gets way too technical then you know you're not necessarily doing the the physiological interval you're looking for uh but if, if you had a gap in the program around technical and like you have a great engine but then you know you fall over on technical stuff then you might actually do your intervals on very technical terrain and just let them be a little less quote-unquote perfect so that would be okay too uh, but yeah, it, technically, like you might start planning, you know, you might get coaching, you might start, you know, actually, I've been putting more and more in the training plans for folks, you know, a, a, a technical focused, and it says in the workout, like, this is not like a, a quote, unquote, training session, it is a technical session, where you should be like sessioning things and like picking like log hop, and I am getting practicing and variations on my log hops. Uh, you know, maybe filming my log hops and watching my own video of the logs, not to post on Instagram, but just to like look at myself and then decide to try something different. So I, I think this is where it's like, what is the goal comes out of those gaps. And then you plan that specifically into these next weeks, you know, these next two blocks or whatever you're going to do. 
uh, and I guess volume and intensity, we already talked about intensity, but volume and people would be similar, right? Like, are you going to join the local club and go on a group ride? Or can you start like pulling together a group of similar people to do long rides or intense rides with whatever you think you need? Uh, but that's that. And then fueling would be the only other one. Right. And I think that's a common one that like on the trainer, you're doing short workouts. You don't get as much practice, like really shoveling tons of calories into yourself when it's hot and you're getting tired, but that, that should come with the training if it's specific. So you're starting to do your big, long gravel rides it's starting to get warmer. So you can start using your pack and the same fuel you're going to use in the race. And, and you should start being able to get confident in that. And I guess training the gut and everything that comes along with that. Perfect. Anything else as far as prep here? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it is, you know, the the only thing we haven't spoke about, you know, we're sort of doing that, that planning on the two week or the four week planning this block. So putting in those little pieces where, what day am I going to do my hill intervals? What day am I going to do my volume? What day technical training, whatever, uh, putting those pieces into the next month. And that could be on a calendar that could be in training peaks. You know, it could be a discussion with your coach. Uh, and then the other thing I would be checking in on is those, we call them the two-year goals, but the seasonal goals, because those might not be in this this next block, these next bunch of weeks. Right, right. But they, are we working towards those? And again, some of those might be more off in the distance. And some of that working towards isn't training. Some of those might be experiences. They might be going to a hillier area, so a little trip, training camp you're going to do, maybe with friends. Maybe it's fun. It doesn't have to be hard work even or miserable. It could be fun stuff that you're just trying to do like you're going to Colorado this year to to see what altitude's all about. Uh I'm trying to think of other ones that clients are doing like they they might go ride you know a uh, bike packing we spoke about you know doing your one day backyard bike packing and then your two day you know uh, at your friend's house bike packing and then your first solo bike packing because you want to do a 7 day solo bike pack next year. So starting to think, you know, what are these little things uh that I need to sort of chip away at? It might be booking a hotel. I'm trying to think of other ones on my agenda here that I'm sort of ticking away at. Um you know, certainly the the strength training goals are the ones that like I want to press this like our big dumbbell. I want to press it over my head. Uh and so I have to keep pressing in there. So it's making sure that I'm planning my strength training and pressing in there and getting the variation and working through the plateaus. And that's very much also like your decades goal too, as far as like maintaining the optimal health as you head into your, your forties and beyond here. That's right. And Dan John's goal, uh, achievement course not goal setting but goal achievement course is a great one so we'll link to that again in the show notes and we don't have any affiliates to that or anything it's just a, a great job and so we use this five by two so that's what molly's speaking about is we're also saying like why does peter want to press in two years why does he want to press this this heavy dumbbell and it's because i also want to build muscle mass as someone who's you know been very tiny uh, most of my life it's trying to build some muscle mass here uh before the big four zero and beyond uh so that i have more muscle mass and preserving muscle mass and you know familiar with strength training and in the routine of strength training because they say that's supposed to be good you know in, in two decades from now and beyond uh, it should be a beneficial thing to have under me so yeah definitely trying to you know if you're missing you know you feel like you don't have a good bearing for this this rest of the year doing some of that you know what do i want to see happening in in the the near you know two two years two decades you know where am i steering the ship um and that can certainly be taken. Dan John takes it a bit into like, you know, the financial, the the family, the, you know, social, you know, all these other, the work, you know, career stuff. You know, for some of us, we say, you know, the kids who are in university might be looking towards, 
you know, whatever's, you know, mid-career or where they want to go in career. And then the rest of us might be looking towards retirement in terms of career, right? And what do we want to do in these next two years for career? And the re- only reason I bring this up is because that helps add balance and, and uh, you know, some of the anxiety or the like frustration that I might feel say, because I'm not doing my 18 hours of elite mountain bike training might be because of career or family or, you know, my, my 52 pound uh, overhead press that I want to do here. Well, I think it also informs whether or not the athletic goals are, are making a ton of sense. If you think about the, you know, Oh, I have this massive career goal and a massive family goal and a massive athletic goal. Like, it's the whole you can do everything but you can't do it all at the same time kind of situation so yeah not a bad like you know none of it's bad but you know you might actually be like i would say i'm about to hit kind of more of a maintenance phase with my training and that's not to say that i can't make changes like going all in on my intervals and actually like really pushing those workouts and making more of an effort to hit hills but it's just not the number one priority for me right this second I think and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think that it, it's a tricky one, right? Because I think you might still go and do hill intervals. Uh, they might just not be shorter. Uh, you know, if, if you were going to roll back the goal, right, and you weren't going to do a altitude marathon, probably those are still good health pursuits. Well, let's right? say I'm still doing it. It's just not like as much like my number one priority is not being an athlete. But that doesn't mean I can't like do you know. I can't give it a, like go a little harder on my intervals. Like there's no reason sure. for that. It's the same amount of time. It's literally just a mindset shift. Sure. Sure. Um, but I mean, just, just pointing out the thinking about the career goals and like how that's going to, how that's going to work with your athletic goals. Not that you can't do both. Just how are the two going to overlap? Do you need like to make sure you're prioritizing that July is going to be a really light work month. So you do need to, queue up a bunch of stuff in the six months before to make sure that that can actually be the focus that kind Uh, of stuff you mean for athletics in that case yeah yeah so if your big race is in july but you also have like a huge goal at work you know how can you make sure that july isn't just like oh i'm also trying to do this huge work thing at the same time that my big goal race is happening like how many times have you had clients who have a work conference the day ahead of Leadville and are like flying in like night. Yeah, of. no, that definitely. And that's the race. If you're going to race for sure is, you know, trying to plan that out so that it is seamless coming into that big race. And so that would be for sure. You might have work stuff, you know, we, you're going to have work stuff, you know, this is adult. Uh, but yeah, trying to keep it those, those weeks ahead as light as you can. And again, as you can, it's not that you're going to be, you know, not working at all probably. Uh, but trying to make those, those weeks ahead, those six weeks ahead would be great if you could do that. Uh, um, but yeah, certainly not having disruptions is ideal. So yeah, that's where planning the, the goal race for the season. That's where we try and block that in. And I think that's where this Q1, Q2, Q3 stuff is just looking at what's coming this quarter and does it make sense with the amount of, of racing that you have in there, right? Can you pursue? And then I think if, when we're looking at the seasonal goal is do you have, can you start planning and making room for that, that, that July race, as you say, right? If you're a teacher, you know, you're going to try and keep building the base, you know, you're getting outside, the environment's going to just change for you, but then be ready. Cause you know, in July or July or August, you're going to have like lots of time and you're going to go and do a great job on this race, right? But trying to set yourself up for success now, uh, is, is the challenge, I guess. Right. Exactly. All right. I think that's our Q1 heading into Q2. 
all of our topics covered. Uh, we will link to a couple other episodes uh, in the show notes that are kind of related to this. Kind of if you wanted to revisit the choosing your race and all that kind of stuff. If you haven't picked your race yet, we have sort of some thoughts around that that we'll link to. Um, yeah, with that said, definitely hit us up with any questions. If you have like specific ones on that, you know, technical, the fueling, the intensity, the climbing, all that fun stuff. Any race day, any training, any health and nutrition stuff, hit us up over at, at consummateathlete or consummateathlete.com on our contact form. All right, have a good week of training and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you want to hear more training, racing, and endurance sport advice, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at consummateathlete.com for a weekly dose of inspiration and advice straight to your inbox.